the person who fucked me up isn't helping me heal. No. So I gotta heal me by myself. Yeah. You know how fucking hard that is? It's, it's fucking it's hard. hard. Relationships can get to the point where you feel like your enemies, right? You're in the middle of that huge debate, the arguments, maybe someone's throwing something, maybe someone's yeah. calling you the evilest thing in the world. You wanna run, you wanna fight, you wanna... If you get the cops involved, they will automatically create your you as enemies. Like I need to be super independent, I need to be super successful, I have to push myself, I always have to progress, I have to lead, I have to make sure no one disappoints me because when I'm in control, shit goes the way it needs to go. Welcome back, guys, to my show, Triggered. I'm back in the podcast studio. Super excited to be here today. And today I have Lana with me. Lana, tell them where to find you on Instagram. Uh, at Lana Cherry's Comedy right here, right there. Right yes, there. and she you has her own me. podcast. Yes, I do. Which and is called? I have my own podcast called Laughing with Lana. It's a comedy podcast. It's it's uh, very raunchy. It's very raunchy. Yeah, you it's, were just on my episode. It's hilarious. I was just on her episode earlier. You guys are gonna have to check it out. So Heck we'll yeah. post some clips for you guys. But yeah, so Lana and I, we we have some very similarities in our personalities. A little, and, yeah. Oh, you know, and like our toxic, <laughs> our toxic traits are a, a little identical. You know, we twin with that. But you know. Okay, so today what I thought I would talk about, because her and I were brainstorming on topics, we have a lot of stuff I feel like we could chat about, but today- Wait, wait, real what? quick, what? real quick. What? Guys, doesn't she fucking look like Baby Spice vibes right now? Baby Spice as fuck. Oh my God, like the hat, so cute. You look so cute. I love the outfit. I'm trying new outfits for the show. I'm excited about it. Wait, so, did your yeah. head just go out to here right now? Cause I- <laughs> I'm like, am, I, art- cute, am I artistic? Am I going to a business meeting? Like. You never know. You're totally like about to film a music video. Thank you, girl. Let's Anyways, go. Sorry. I'm ready. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling it. Thank you. And you're. This is Lana. She's beautiful, drop dead gorgeous, as you can see in her little tiny fit. She's got a little, you know. I had to impress. Lauren. Banging body with the bangs on top. <laughs> We're both banging. I had to hide the big ass forehead. Look at that. Look at that. There we go. Look. But yeah, so today. Whoa. What, with no bangs? No, my forehead big as fuck. Girl. You always have to wear bangs? Or are you like one of those? I just, I feel a little more confident with bangs because my forehead is big as fuck. But you are you rock bangs well. Like, yes. There's not a lot of bitches that can just be banged like 24-7 and look good. <laughs> so facts though. Yes, so I have to get raunchy whenever around her because that's how, that's how her podcast is. <laughs> but, okay, so today I thought what we would chat about... Um, obviously a lot, there's a lot of talk about toxic relationships, toxic traits. I've been in a really long-term relationship. You've been in like many relationships. (laughs) (laughs) So we got two ends of the spectrum. I'm a slut. No, (laughs) she is, she's a catch and she knows it. But I think it'd be really fun to chat about this. So like what I wanted, the way I wanted to start off with it, because I think, there's toxicity in almost every relationship, let's be yes. real. But then there's like the toxic traits that you got to kind of work on. You got to f- kind of figure out where your toxicity is and the other person. So for right. me, what I recognized is more like prevalent in our society that I'm noticing is there's this like more, I don't know, this like projection of an effeminate male uh, that, that's more like has a kind of like they they don't realize this. I don't think any until you like sit down and look at it. But there's effeminate male traits that make them more effeminate, which is 
And then there's toxic masculinity traits yeah. in females. And they can still attract each other because you have the polar opposites, right? Effeminate yeah. and masculine. But we're kind of reversing the roles a little bit, which totally. is like kind of messing things up, I think. It's the freedom of women. Yeah. Who the fuck let us vote? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like, I don't know. I just think it's interesting to discuss as a debate um, because I've noticed with myself and a lot of women in like the spaces that I run in, you, I think you can agree that there's like this toxic masculine energy in women. Yeah. And the reason why it's there is because we've been kind of like seeking what? Seeking how to promote ourselves, how to lead, how to be successful, yeah. how to be independent, all of these characteristics, which are like kind of the boss bitch, you know, the, ba <laughs> the baddie right. vibes. But it's, and it's hot and it's fun because it gives us like the sense of empowerment. But then it's also like, intimidating for males or it might even attract a male that's not dominant right. because we're the dominant role or like or vice versa so i'm noticing like this can happen in relationships so i just kind of wanted to like identify a few of the things that apparently i had to watch a video on this i actually didn't know this Did you? i had to watch a couple of videos on this that identify what makes a man more effeminate in his nature Oh. And when he's more on the effeminate side, he's going to attract toxic masculinity or vice versa. The toxic mm -hmm. masculinity woman will attract an effeminate man. So both people kind of have these traits they need to work on if, yes. they, if they care to. Yeah. Or they could just roll with it and be fucking happy. But um, OK, so what I noticed is, OK, so this is what I, I learned. Apparently, mm -hmm. it's the, these specific um, characteristics is like complaining if a man complains a lot. Like complains about his life, complains about his life circumstances. If he's just yeah. like, oh, you know, like this is why it's like this. This is why I don't make enough money. This is why like that energy is like not a leading energy. It's not no. like a go-getter. It's not yeah. like a kind of a, a man that's more in his masculine energy, his calm masculine energy. It was like, well, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. I'm going to solve this problem. And he kind of looks at problems as they can be solved, yeah. right? There's solutions. So like the, the that's first a one sexy would be, fucking man. that's so sexy. Oh God, the I discipline and like the, having that go getter at attitude and energy is just so, I feel like attractive for a lot of heterosexual women. Oh my God. No, honestly, like, so one thing about me, I'm very, I'm very masculine as even in a dress, I'm a very masculine woman. In a sense of like, I'm aggressive in my personality. Yeah. I'm a pervert. I'm a pervert. <laughs> very, very manly of me to be pervert. No, I'm saying. But, but yeah, um, in um, all honesty, it's masculine characteristics. It's a masculine characteristic. And I'm like, and I, I know how to change the tire of a car. I know how to fix a toilet. Yeah. I know how to like work with power tools. So, like, a lot of times, I'm one of those women that's like, I don't need no man. Yeah. I'm do. similar. I'm very similar to you. Yeah. So, I, for myself, um, I would say I have these masculine traits of obviously I'm very into fitness. So physically yeah. I'm very toned and very muscular. That can be a little intimidating for men or yes. like anyone, any man that's not in his masculine energy, right? Maybe he doesn't feel fit or strong or whatever. And so like someone, some woman like me with more muscles on, on her or someone like likes to train in the gym or likes to lift heavy things. Those are mm. all very masculine characteristics. That alone right there oh, makes God. me look and feel masculine. Yeah. Right. But then when you go to like actual, my characteristics too. I'm I I love leading. I like to lead people. Mm. I like to inspire people. I like to get shit done. Like to me that I don't know how to not get shit done. Like I just don't I mean I I need to do stuff, right? I need oh to be my working God. on myself yeah. or progressing in yeah. my hobby, progressing, you know, my lifestyle. Like I'm always about reading self-help books. Like it's just <laughs> always like looking for how to 
solve problems, Mm -hmm. how to guide myself, how to be led. So I think that's a masculine energy. Just even just being successful, like the drive to be successful is more of a masculine energy. So it's realizing I've done all this stuff since I was little. Like when my I grew up alongside my dad, I would say I'm the oldest of four, but my dad was very present for me as far as my parents go. And I was very attached to him. Like the the daughter, you know, daddy daughter thing. Daddy the daddy daughter thing was strong for me. So like I would grow up and he was always back to the power tools things you said. Mm. Like I was always had my hands on tools. We were like renovating homes. He taught me how to change tires. Like I haven't done in a minute, but I probably could. (laughs) But I just it's strange because yeah, I latched on to that role model and have gone my whole life being that way. And I've had to actually dial down my masculine energy and dial up my feminine energy to have a better like role in my relationship, to have a better relationship. Because I was gonna, I was gonna ask that because um, I don't, I don't like uh, what is it called? I don't tone down my masculine for no. anybody, yeah. and I have an issue with that. Yeah, me too. But um, <laughs> I've noticed that. Um, I tend to date guys that are a little more feminine, that yeah. are like more in tune with their emotions and yeah. more sensitive because yeah. I'm the masculine energy. You like to run things. Like I you're... like to run shit. Yeah, yeah for pff, totally. Me too. But uh, like, because I met your husband and mm-hmm. your husband's very alpha too. Yeah, he's alpha. I'm like, you guys are both like two, two super alphas. That's why it's it can be really intense is because we have we both have dominant energy mm-hmm. so yes i actually I'd love to be dominated but i still have a lot of masculine so that's why what will happen is kind of like this like yeah. who's who's running the show right. who's in charge who's making decisions we're kind of going like this with our energies and that's what can create a lot of conflict it's because i don't i still feel very safe being dominant yeah. like i because to me well, you know what's happened through my lifestyle i've been I've, my life's been flipped upside down by everyone I've ever loved or known. Like, Aww. I've, you know, we've talked about this on your yeah. podcast, and you guys already know. You guys have heard this sob story a million times. <laughs> I don't even like making it a sob story because to me, now I feel empowered and my life is Fuck good. Yeah. It's great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy as hell now. And I wouldn't change my lifestyle or my history for the world. I wouldn't even change my trauma because it's made me who I am. Right. But it's like that that happened to me has made me feel like I need to be super independent. I need to be super successful. I have to push myself. I always have to progress. I have to lead. I have to make sure no one disappoints me because when I'm in control, shit goes the way it needs to go, right? It goes the way it needs to go. It goes the way I need it, the way I want it to go. And it feels empowering and it feels good. But knowing that if I don't let go of some of the control and I don't ever let someone else wear the pants, you know, then I'm taking, I'm competing for masculine role. You know, like that can that at times that can really disrupt a relationship's polarity Mm -hmm. because they say in in order for a relationship. And this is just about just heterosexual relationships. Apparently any relationship with two people, you need a polarity. Right. You need a a more masculine and a more feminine energy. Now, you can have this where the woman is more dominant and the man is more effeminate. And it still works because there's polarity and she's wearing the pants and he's not. And she's calling the shots and he's fine with it when both of them are cool with it it's actually fine it works but when whenever someone's like needing the other person to step into it Mm -hmm. like let's say you're like wait a minute why doesn't he lead why doesn't he why doesn't he provide financially why doesn't he provide you know leadership guidance all this stuff it's because you're doing it (laughs) like you know what I mean like because you have that energy so it's very strange to have these two opposing things in your head because I want to I want my man to be like this but I also yeah. don't want to give up the control because it I feels totally. really safe it feels and it feels freaking good to be able 
to know that things are going the way you need them to go. And and that they're like getting done. Getting done. That part. Yeah. It's the getting done part. It's like, okay, well if I if I step out of this role of control and I let you do all the things and lead and protect and make me feel financially secure and you're not doing it, then I panic and then I go step right back into the role and do the things that I know I can do. But I just I feel like it's interesting to talk about because yes, I do think that each individual person is going to have a little bit of feminine, a little bit of masculine in them. But in order for a relationship to truly succeed long term, you can't constantly be butting heads. Because yeah. if you're butting heads, like that's where the conflict steps in. That's where, you know, nobody's who can drive who can drive if you're both trying to drive, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's challenging. Yeah. So it's, it's just been interesting. But what I read about like effeminate men is like things that I, I, I don't know why I never thought about this. But like another one is uh, gossiping. If a man loves to gossip about people, like even if you just hear that out loud, you're like, oh my God, it's like cringe. You're just like, there's ick instantly, right? But we women do that shit all the time. Like we love I to gossip. We I we do. Kinda, like, I don't like a man that gossips, not but gossip, I, but when a man shares like that's his not the friend's same. drama with me. You love it? You I love that shit? I fucking love it. Oh my gosh. Like when I think he's you like, and I are really toxic. <laughs> Because I, I, when I first investigated this, because there's a whole list and I'm only shared two so far, complaining gossip and there's a whole bunch. But when I heard the word out loud, it made me physically sick. Like, dude, gossip? I just thought of like a talk show, not a podcast, but like a talk show where a bunch of women are sitting around and he's like, yeah, like her boob job is like shit, you know, like. And I was just like, ew, like, like you don't have a dick anymore. Like you're just, uh and I cringed. But what's funny about what you just said is that I've actually encouraged this behavior mm -hmm. in my relationships uh, for a man to talk about what I want to talk about. Like if it's another person's relationship mm -hmm. or like if he thinks this other person's being successful or not successful, like I've encouraged and, and been addicted to yeah. gossiping about other people when that's not a masculine role. Like yeah. if, if I encourage it, I'm encouraging him not to be masculine. You think so? Yeah, dude. Gossip is not a... F it, even though females do it, and also it can be very toxic even for females to do yeah. it. It doesn't actually elevate your lifestyle at all. But it's funny because it's... A fem See, if a man gossips, mm -hmm. he does. he's not spending his time and energy on self. He's not spending time and energy on, like, how do I get elevate my lifestyle? How do I elevate my woman's lifestyle? Mm -hmm. How do I elevate my child's lifestyle? Whatever. That lead, guide, protect role can be robbed from him. At least time, some time of it can be, yeah. and some of the energy. A true, a true man apparently in his masculine, calm energy. Masculine, not like the toxic alpha, like oh, I can do anything, but like I know that my role is to lead, guide, and protect, yeah. and I take that very seriously. And I only have so many hours in a week or hours in a day to do that. Yeah. So I want to dedicate this much percentage towards that lead, guide, protect role. But if he's just like, ah, no, let's just sit around and talk about people all day, like, but, okay, that, it can it can rob that have, energy. Have you? Like, do you have male friends, like really yes. close male friends that oh, like tons. really tell you about? I think are you are you talking about opening up vulnerably? Because I, no. I think that's okay. I think that's strong. No, no, because I'm like I, like, I feel like well, I don't know. I don't want to say like oh, because you're married, you don't have no guy friends. But <laughs> like, I don't want to say it like that. Okay, but, so challenge me. Tell me yeah. what you're thinking. Well, I like I have genuine like guy friends that like. I've been friends with them for like seven years. I live with my best friend. Yeah. I like, uh, I hang out with my best friend at two o'clock in the morning, like at his house, and then we're smoking. But 
when you hang out with a bunch of guys, and I'm yeah. talking like it's me, the only girl, and like five other guys. Okay. And we're all smoking, chiefing, talking shit. Okay. When you sit there and listen to men. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. It's nothing but fucking gossip. Is it really? Yes. Like, okay. Dudes are fucking bitch made, bro. Whoa, like but make... I, th- I, but do you think that's a symptom of our culture and not a symptom of just being a. A no, com- a masculine man. No, I just think that men don't really men don't tell you a woman what they're really thinking, but like they gossip about women, they gossip about other men. Really? Yeah, like when you okay, there's been times where I'm I've not s- saying people don't do it. I'm not saying it's not fun. I think yeah. it's fun and addictive. I don't think I still think it's toxic. There's things that could be fun and great. That doesn't make them not toxic. Yeah. <laughs> you can have hella fights and hella sex and it's still toxic. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, some it's of fun. It, it's fucking fun. It's fun to fight. It's fun to make up. It's great to have makeup sex. It's fucking toxic, awesome. Man. But it's toxic, dude. I mean, I'm not saying you should never do it. But if your cycle is like up, down, up, down, fighting, like I'm talking, there's physical, there's verbal. Your friends are like, what the fuck? And then you're fucking again. You're separated. You're getting yeah. back to the, like it, it. It's eventually that cycle gets toxic, right? It's yeah. not really it's not really calm. But right. toxic is fun. Let's be real. Actually, they say the toxic energy, toxic relationships, and toxic the 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 hit you get from the fight, yeah. the hit you get from the sex that you like, you broke up. You don't know if you're gonna sleep with them again. You don't know if you're gonna. Yeah. It's a, it's a drug. It's an addiction. So totally. the toxica going on, the highs and lows, is actually very fun and very addictive. So people stay in it. Now I'm not saying it's like not fun. It is. It's just it can be. Long term, it can be detrimental mm-hmm. to your mental health. Long term, it can feel very confusing. Long term, you never really reach calm. You never really reach the level of like just everything. We're just chilling yeah. because we're always all like this. And then you go back to the toxic traits. And I was just saying like what messes up the polarity of a relationship. But I realized this knowing I have toxic traits in me and I attract toxic things from my partner. Yeah. Like I found him in toxic ways and I we've stayed through toxic ways. But when I identified these specific little things, I was like, and I got the ick factor. <laughs> it, 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 I got it. Like, oh God, to think that we're gossiping, I know that that's not the most elevated way I can be. To When I say gossip, let me define gossip real quick. Gossip is not talking about someone else. In my opinion, gossip is trying to insult someone while talking about them and trying to make them look lower. Not not just saying, oh, what Lana has a show. She's hilarious. She she dresses like this. Like Lana's, yeah. Lana's a bitch and Lana hurts people. Like if I'm talking down on you, away from you, behind your back, that's what I think gossip is. Okay. Or, or trying to like compete with people through talk. Like, now that oh, you defined it, it's yeah. a little different from yeah. what the fuck I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. So, but gossip, when I say people are just chatting about people's lives, as long so as. So, look, he kind of like hating, not really kinda gossip. Hate, kind of hating but on. But you're just in there bitching and hating about Bi- somebody. So, bitching about your life and not fixing it, complaining about your life circumstances and not fixing it, complaining, trying to basically put other people down. Like, yeah. they're not as rich as me. They dress like trash or look at their toxic relationship. Like when they're when they're trying to lower someone else under them. Oh yeah, that condescension shit. Uh, I find that insecure. And it's very thing, insecure. Oh, insecurities and in a human in general. But is I, I'm more fucking nasty. And now I'm so in tune. Now that I've identified it as not only a, a feminine characteristic, but also even for women. I don't think it's awesome to have to gossip in that way, like yeah. where you're lowering lowering people down. They're yeah. be, they're below that. They're below me. They're below you. They're below. Yeah. I don't like that. So now I'm I'm so like icked out when I, not just men but also women do that. 
But yeah. but stay, to stay on topic a little bit more, like, <laughs> um, okay, not providing emotional and financial safety, not having boundaries, not having life purpose, not having a direction, finding excuses. Um, oh, apparently a couple oh, of the others. excuses. Excuses for everything. Like, oh, I couldn't find time to get my hair cut. I couldn't find time to go to the Suck gym. Suck a dick if you're an excuser, oh, bro. I'm like, oh, what? my God. How is it that everybody ever can find time for anything? You could have... I don't even get me started. And, and <laughs> it's like you didn't make time. Let's not be real. You didn't, not that you couldn't find time, you didn't make time. Yeah. You didn't rearrange your life to make something a priority. Exactly. Yeah. So I used to like listen to excuses and try to argue with them and defend them. Now I literally just don't even, I don't engage. Mm -hmm. If there's an excuse, I'm out the door. I'm out the room, I'm out the door. I just, I'm not going to engage with you on something that, like that. Apparently, another effeminate characteristic is to be argumentative. So women, we like to argue, but if a man loves to argue, like if I'm not talking oh. about if you guys have a difference of opinion and someone has a boundary, like my boundary is no, I've got to work and I'll, you know, whatever. But if it's an argument where like they'll nitpick you or they'll just start fights right before you go leave the house, like and defend, defend, defend. Like if it's an incessantly long, ridiculous fight and they do it all the time, that is a woman's characteristic. Mm -hmm. And apparently you can learn it growing up. So like if let's say a man... I'm just giving an example. Let's say a man was raised by his mom yeah. and she was very argumentative. Oh. He might pick up on that and decide that like he needs to defend himself yeah. a lot. He needs to argue points a lot. He needs to be right all the time. Ugh. So uh, men can pick up the men can pick up these characteristics, but apparently in order to be the most masculine, a man is calm in his whatever his rightness or his boundaries are, he's calm in it. So mm -hmm. he'll just be like, "Okay, you you think that? Okay." That's your opinion, you know? Yeah. But he's not gonna be like, no, the reason you're wrong is because uh, of this, this, this. Like that energy is like a woman's nag. That's like a woman's nag. And even women, that's- Like you a 45 year old bitch, but bro. But like, we shouldn't be nagging either. I'm not, I'm not defending women to be able to be nags. Like it's not like women get to be nags and guys don't. But if, it won't, if a guy can see that that energy that he could be using too much of yeah. is actually effeminately turning his woman off. Like it's actually like, emasculating him yeah. he might not subconsciously know because he learned these behaviors right growing up you need to defend yourself you need to argue a lot to get your point across because no one's listening to you like there is a real reason why he's arguing yeah but like to know long term that you might be turning your woman off by doing that like you she might physically sexually be turned off because you argue so much yeah you know so it's like these little things and i was like this makes That's so anybody much if sense. you if anybody yeah, argues dude. too much ain't nobody gonna want to fucking stay Ugh. with you which which is but there's also like in the defense of that category, a man that debates like topics that he believes in, that is masculine. Debating but is debating beautiful. Is, it's so beautiful. I love having disagreements with people where I'm like, no, but like listen to this view and like listen to this view. And then they try to so like- So having a strong, if a male has strong identity, beliefs, boundaries, yeah. that kind of thing, and he holds to them, but he can hold to them without arguing. Isn't, yeah. that, isn't that weird? I didn't know like debates and arguments. Like, let's say if a man's like, no, honey, I strongly believe that I've got to provide for the family. I yeah. would like to maybe, maybe he believes that, no, I want to make sure that I get this this project done because I need to provide for the family. Yeah. And she might be like, no, no, you just need to spend time with me or take me on a date this weekend. He, he, he can be like, okay, can I take you on a date next weekend? Yeah. But he has a solution and he didn't argue it. Yeah. He just solved it. Mm -hmm. So like a woman can complain, but a man can solve. 
Like if he does the whole back and forth, no, you don't understand how I feel. And she's like, oh, you want to take me on a date? He's like, but I want to make the decisions in the house. Like that energy is so ick. Like, don't do that. Like you're not solving anything. She's going to get instantly like sexually turned off by that. Like, ew, ick. You're ew, gonna, ick. You're, it's just so ew, ick. But like, I don't know. This happens so much. Mm -hmm. We must not know this in our society that we're doing this. That we can have differences of opinion, we can debate, we can have boundaries, but don't argue. Yeah. Does that make sense? No. Well, we spend I mean, so, but we spend so much time doing it's it. It's called being an adult. Dude, like I, I, I mean, it's taken me like today years old to recognize this drama. Like, I, like I've, I've had, I've even had like heated debates where you kind of, it kind of gets heated and then I'm like, all right, wait, 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 wait. This started off as a discussion. Yeah. And we're disagreeing. Let's just. We have um, to kind yeah, of go our own ways. Yeah, we have to kind of go, no, not even go our own ways, but just like, let's just switch subjects. Take, take, take a, take a break. Take yeah, a breather. but. Yeah, so I. Having like, even just like a disagreement, I find that. It's a beautiful thing if you can stay calm and stay debating, like yeah. like lawyers do, I guess. Yeah. But like yelling and screaming and throwing shit and like but arguing, dude, it's wild. And it's and weird. so apparently with arguments, I've learned this through my experience. We used to argue a lot. We argue a lot less. It's so there's two factors that make it so volatile and also so uh, continuous. Mm -hmm. Apparently, you can be addicted to fighting. Like your your body can secrete hormones. That, that you know how we get the adrenaline yeah. you get addicted to the adrenaline dump of engaging in that way and verbally abusing or, or kind of like coming up with i came up with a good comeback and yeah. I, I put him in his place and he he put her, her in her place and That's she me. just yeah but it's a competitive that. energy <sighs> competitive women do it masculine yeah. women do it even competitive men do it it's you get a high from the adrenaline dump you get a high from the endorphins that you thought of some quick comeback yeah. or you shut him up that time, or maybe he's like, oh, fine, you're right, and now you got that adrenaline high. I get a high out of being right and then being funny while I was being right <laughs> and shutting you up while I was being funny while I was right. I love that shit. I'm That's very a toxic. skill, though. That is a skill to yeah, be right for, and funny. And for you to be... Actually, to be funny no, in an argument? If my, you make me laugh when we're arguing, I bitch, will make I you will laugh like, at you okay. in an argument. Never mind. This You win. Like, I'm toxic. I will have people laughing at themselves in the middle of that's an argument. That's kind of great. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, you know that what? would keep me addicted my, to Oh, you see? You. you toxic, motherfucker. I'm toxic. The, one thing that I've noticed about uh, myself, in a sense, is I I get a really I get a rush and a high when someone is fucking yelling at me, like yelling. You like it? No, not that I like it. You're about to. I just like when they're yelling at me and I hit them with the. Well, didn't you do that too? What? Like no, I, like that. Like I have a, I have the rage issue if that's what you're talking no, about. No, no, no. I'm saying like the, if the person say the, for example the person's like. Um, you can't talk to me that way. You can't talk to, or you can't talk to my mom like that. You can't fucking say shit about my mom. You can't this and this oh, and that and the third. The and I'm like, coming to someone's defense? No. I'm just saying, like, you know, they're yelling at me a point, like, you fucking doing this, you're doing that in the third. And I'm mm -hmm. like, and I'm calm. Okay. And then I'm like, well, didn't you do that to my best friend? Yeah. You did the exact, the exact same thing that I did to your mom, you did to my best friend, but it's okay when you do it, but it's yeah. not okay when I do it. I'm like, okay, well, I'll apologize to your mom, but then that means you have to apologize to my friend. Yeah, for sure. And I stay calm. And it's Good. it's when they're raging, yeah. and all of a sudden they're just like... Uh, uh, uh. So you like to... I love to shut people up. Up with your calm? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like to shut people up with my calm, and I like to shut people up with my facts. Do you know that actually I read something somewhere that says 
when a person doesn't speak, like let's say you met someone for the first time, you're not sure if they're like a douche or they're smart, mm -hmm. and they sit there in the room and they're, they don't talk as much, mm. you are more likely to think they're wise and smart and intelligent mm -hmm. if, you, if you don't hear them talk much. Mm -hmm. The more people talk, they reveal themselves. They reveal they their weaknesses. They tell on themselves. They reveal what their problems are. They reveal what their insecurities mm -hmm. are. They're telling you everything. Mm -hmm. So when someone just wises it, oh yeah, okay. You have no idea if they disagreed with you. They did, didn't agree with yeah. you. They agree with you, but they're not gonna share, you know. Their agreement, yeah. Yeah, they expose. <laughs> and it's really kind of wise, that, that, that like calm energy. Yeah. That calm wisdom. She's like, okay, cool. My dad does that. My it's kind really of it's kind that. of attractive, which I used to not like that energy. I used to be really annoyed by people like that. Why are you just sitting there? Like you're not saying <laughs> like we're having everyone here is being lively and excited and has something to contribute. And they're just like over there, like, are you bored? Are you uh -uh. you know, but it's actually very good. <gasps> Can I ask you a question that yeah. really just like barely like it popped in my head right now? What is it? So I was having this like little debate with my friend yesterday where we were talking about how men shouldn't hit women. How do you oh, feel about boy. how men shouldn't hit women? I think we talked about this in my first episode that you were on. What? Um, I don't think men should hit women. I don't think anyone should be hitting anyone. Right. Yeah, but, well, so wait, someone thinks that someone should? Me. Or who thinks who should hit women? Me. You think men should hit women? Back. Oh yeah, we did this, we discussed this already. Yeah. On my first episode. You, so, yeah, if someone, if a woman hits a man, you think that they should be able to defend themselves. Right, okay. You did tell me this. This, that, well, that, I was having that Where does this come from? Did you experience this with your parents at all or anyone in your No, my family? dad's never touched my mom. So what, what, what did you witness where a woman hit a man and then he didn't? Women hitting men and men not defending themselves. I've witnessed yeah. that. You did tell me this story. Yeah, and my my the debate that I had yesterday because my friend was telling me he was like the reason why I was like the re he said the reason why society believes that a man shouldn't hit a woman is because a man a woman doesn't hit as hard, right? And I'm like, but an not adult, always. an adult <laughs> MMA woman's... fighters, I wouldn't want to freaking have that woman hit me. My point. I was like, and not even a trained fighter. I'm like, I'm not trained, but I can still throw a heart. I'm still an adult woman. But you don't think that maybe we should remove all violence if it's going down and figure out why? I, In a perfect world, it'd yeah. be world peace and no violence, of course. Yeah, but, but I feel like- Where would money go? I feel like what we'd have to do is deconstruct why the hitting is going on because usually it's either like a coping mechanism. It could be a ra the borderline rage issue. Yeah. It could be like these triggered moments where it's literally not, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm, I was just triggered and then I followed through with something terrible. Yeah. Um, breaking down what's going on and get to that toxic cause because if you don't really look at the causes and you don't really look at what's going on, that cycle will just continue because people will just act out their unconscious behaviors. Yeah. When people don't start looking at what their behaviors are and how to deconstruct them, they just keep repeating. So- True. Yeah, do I think it's it's unfair to say that you know, like women shouldn't get hit, but men can get hit. I don't know. I don't know who's going around pre preaching that, but I don't society. Because yeah. that that was the that was the thing that we were having conversations about. Is I'm like when when a man when a man is getting beaten by his wife. Say for example, like I'm married to someone. If I punch like if I shove my dude because yeah. he cheated on me, if right, I right, fucking right. push him, yeah. That's okay. There's no, no cops. It's not. No, I it think... is. No cops get called. If I push a man, no cops get called. Really? I mean, be for real. Really think about it. Uh, well, he. Well, I think what we discussed last time is that the guy's not going to call the cops because he probably feels like that's emasculating to be like, I'm calling the cops on my wife. Pushing. My point. Me. That's emasculating energy. 
Yeah. It's a, if a woman is in her masculine energy, why is it okay for her to be in a masculine energy? But mm-hmm. if a man gets masculine and pushes you he back into the not, not even he masculine. Could, if a could. man acts human. If a man acts human. No, I think that's fine. If he really wants to solve it through cops, I don't. I personally don't think cops are going to solve your problems. If you need to give someone a boundary and they really aren't understanding mm-hmm. and you think that the physical presence of the cops showing up and potentially arresting someone is going to solve it, it gives you a consequence, but I don't know if it's going to solve it long term. The If the girl gets put in jail over pushing her man, she's going to resent him. She's never going to trust him again. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that she didn't learn something. She learned you don't put your hands on people. Bad shit happens. So maybe yeah. the next guy she dates, she won't do that too because people learn through consequence so i do believe that but as far as healing that one relationship i don't think that'll heal it i honestly believe getting cops involved in relationships is the worst thing you could do because now you're turning a two people who are supposed to be in a partnership like an ally you're my ally right i'm not gonna call the cops on you if you fight me i'll go run away lick my wounds and we'll make up later but i'm not gonna call the cops on you unless you stab me Shit. so don't stab me <laughs> But if you don't stab me, I promise Shit. you, I won't, I won't call the cops. But you guys would have to watch our episode on, right. Lana, on Lana's show. But yeah. So, but what I'm saying is like, I really do believe that relationships can get to the point where you feel like you're enemies, right? You're in the middle of that huge debate, the arguments, maybe someone's throwing something, maybe someone's yeah. calling you the evilest thing in the world. You want to run, you want to fight, you want to, but if you get the cops involved, they will automatically create your you as enemies. They're not mm-hmm. gonna say, oh, let's work this out. They're not your therapist. They're coming to arrest either one or both of you. Mm-hmm. They're coming to set boundaries, really hardcore boundaries. They're coming to, you're gonna both have to pay money. You're gonna get bailed out of jail. Like, if that's what you really needed to wake the fuck up, okay. But I don't think that's gonna heal the relationship. No. You know what I mean? Like I think that's the worst case scenario. And now if you already had one, let's say you had one episode where you called the cops and now you're like, okay, we'll never do that again. Yeah. You're always going to have in the back of your head, he's going to call the cops on me. Yeah. God forbid I say the wrong thing or I, I threw a phone, I threw a wine glass. Mm-hmm. He'll do it. Mm-hmm. And now now you're going to build a sense of extreme resentment and distrust in your relationship. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you could do what you got to do. Like, I mean, I was just I, I love the show Intervention. I don't know if you guys watch it, but, you know, people yeah. are struggling with addiction all over the world at all times. And sometimes your own family members need to have the cops called on because yeah. they're, you know, they're drinking, they're using, they're abusing their family members, yeah. they're stealing, they're harming people. There's, okay, does anyone want to call the cops on their family? No. no. But do you sometimes have to? Probably yes, if they really won't get the picture otherwise. Because I do think that people tend to abuse their family the most when they're codependent, when they're mm-hmm. addicted. Yeah. Those are the people, those are the targets of your abu- of your yeah. addictions and your abuse. So yeah, sometimes they have to. But like in a real relationship, threatening to call the cops and actually calling the cops, I think is going to do more damage. Like I just, I really do. It's I. So, I mean, in my long term relationship, we've had we've had the is it we've had fights do, where we're like, I'm calling the cops. Would we've had you that. consider a man calling the cops? What do you call it? Effeminate or like not masculine? No, I wouldn't. I think that men are allowed to have boundaries, just like women. Mm-hmm. And there there are women that are unruly in their behavior. Like they're they're too wild. Yeah. They don't have control, self control. They think they can run their mouths. They think they can do things. A lot of times they're smaller. Those tend to be the masculine women. Yes, but I don't think that they shouldn't. They should have boundaries. So yeah. if a man's like he tries every other which way to calm her down, t- he he cools off. He takes space. 
He goes to therapy. They read a book. Whatever you're doing to try and heal the problem, if she's never changing behavior, just like if a man's never changing behavior, that's toxic, and he's allowed to set boundaries. If she's getting physical with him and he's literally like, if you don't stop getting physical, I have to call the cops, she might get the cops called. Now, do I think that will heal them? No. I think that's going to go super sideways. She's probably going to double down and get resentful. She might even feel like he's the enemy now, whatever. But uh, that's the thing. People have to realize, like, there's real consequences for real actions. And a lot of time our partner puts up with a lot unless we have our own boundaries. If you have your own boundaries, he doesn't have to put one up for you. If you've decided I don't hit people or if you decide I don't call you the nastiest name on the planet, he doesn't have – why does he have to call someone? He doesn't. You know, so – I think it's that whole not taking responsibility for yourself and your own toxic behaviors. I th- And I, I actually follow, I don't know if you follow her online, the holistic psychologist, Mm-mm. but she's really big. I think she has millions and millions of followers. She has like three books out now, but she's all about self-help and self-inner work. Um, and she's basically saying you become the love that you want to attract. Yeah. So like, let's say you, you're, you keep attracting toxic men. You you're attracting them because you're toxic too. There's a part of you that's wounded. There's a part of you that's toxic and that whole energy is coming into your life. So if you start to take responsibility for the fact, okay, I have toxic or wounded parts of me that need to be healed. I have to do the inner work. Then you won't have to blame him as much. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like one of those things. And it's it, it goes both ways, but it also is a give and take. Like, I And she says on her page, I remember one of her memes was like saying, Every single one of us can be toxic at different times, right? So, like, if you take a snapshot of me in the middle of a heated argument, I might look like a narcissist. Or my hu- or my husband might look like I'm a narcissist, right? Yeah. If you just take 10 seconds or throw, post that online, we're canceled, right? Yeah. It's fucking done. You said that. It's over. But can you imagine how many of those snapshots are going on in everyone's life that never get posted? They said the evil thing. Their friend never told you that he said it, but it it really happened behind closed doors. Because when I started talking to some of my friends that are in long-term relationships and I shared a little bit of mine, they're like, we absolutely said that. We absolutely did that. I absolutely threw the thing. The kids made us mad. We were screaming at each other. You know, they're having this energy. They're having these conflicts. It's just how do you resolve it, Mm -hmm. right? How did you repair that conflict? How are you maybe trying to not have that same thing happen, right? We don't want to throw that at each right. other. We don't want to say those mean things. And then that repaired time, okay, maybe we need to see individual therapists to figure out what the fuck's triggering us. Maybe we need to go to couples counseling. Maybe we need blah, 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 blah. So I think it's knowing that every person and every relationship has toxic in it. Mm-hmm. It's just digging it up and starting to like, get rid of it you know right. slowly like okay and owning it too like right. if you're both in a top if you're both having toxic conflicts you both are contributing it takes two to tango unless the per like you can't have a fight if someone's just sitting there like this if i'm sitting like this and i didn't say anything to you and you, and you said something to me i still didn't say anything back that's not a fight that's y- yelling at someone that's abuse that's literally just yeah so like yeah, if point, you're having abuse. a fight like where there's back and forth conversation or back and forth toxic energy you are in it and you're tangoing, you got to look at yourself. You right. got to figure out what about me is so defensive? What about me is so aggressive? What about me is wanting to fight or argue so much? Like that is your work. Yeah. So like, I'll give you an example. There's actually a really good book I'm reading right now. It's called The Inner Work. Mm-hmm. And it's it's talking about these things, how in order to attract the love we want, we have to become the love we want. Oh. So we got to start to go and do these like little inner works about like, okay, what triggers me? Right. Let's investigate that. What makes me say these really mean things? Let's investigate that. What makes me throw a shoe? 
Let's uh, what makes you, you know, but it's real. Yeah. It's real. And it's they call it the shadow work for a reason. Every single one of us has a shadow or multiple or many. <laughs> a few, de you know, call them demons, skeleton shadows. That's what's going on. Yeah. And these are the parts of us that were damaged in childhood, in a previous relationship, right. in a sibling relationship, whatever. And if we don't go in and look at that, the, the shadows just keep coming out and they come and they repeat and the same cycles repeat. Like, you know, these behaviors repeat, mm -hmm. but they don't have to repeat. They can actually go away and they can actually get better. So like that's this this awesome book. It's called The Inner Work and it helps you take your power back in your relationships and own these little things. And you yeah. actually kind of get like cozy with it. They say like, <laughs> like you get cozy with your shadows, which is seems weird, right? Like would you want to have anything to do with your demons? Like but yes. you're trying to get curious because if you avoid the fact that you have demons, if you literally say I don't have them or I don't want to talk about yeah. them, you have shame around them and they'll never get discovered. Oh, and you'll crazy. become very defensive when people bring it up. Like, it's kind of like you've seen these shows, Intervention. It's kind of like if you see, you can blatantly see when someone's addicted, right? They're stealing, they're they're broke, they're disheveled. Yeah. You know they're addicted, but they're defensive. I'm not addicted. I'm not stealing. I've you totally are. You yeah. are. Like, yeah. But, like, you're not looking at your shadow because you're so shamed of your shadow that yeah. you can't even look at it. Instead, you could say, you know what? Okay, let's look in the mirror. Oh, I do look kind of like skeevy right now. Like, get curious and get kind with yeah. yourself. If you're mad about who you are, you'll never. You'll keep pushing it away, and you'll keep pushing the shame away. And you'll, you'll double down. You get more defensive. You'll, you know. Which but then, is not masculine. What? <laughs> Doubling down? No, just like not accepting that you're fucked up. Like yes. I hate that. I hate yes. when people are just like. That is so true. Man, that's a great point that you just brought up. Yeah. So it's ma It's like healthy masculine energy, especially for a male, to admit faults to start to work on his demons, to be vulnerable, like, hey, like, I understand I'm like this. I'm super defensive, I need to work on it. Or yeah. I get really triggered about these things, like, let me go work on it. You don't even have to say more than that. You don't have to get all lovey-dovey, weirdy. You know, you could just be like, you, you know, know what? what like, say for example, though, because I've, I've done this way too many fucking times. Like, when I tell people, like, listen, I'm not okay and I need to work on myself before I can talk to you, before I can date you, before I can have a friendship with you, I'm like, I, there's things that I have to work on. Yeah. Before I like, yeah, pursue anything with this person in any in any kind of relationship, and people try to force you to heal faster because they want to be around you or yeah. they want to be That's inside you or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like one thing I've noticed about like my healing journey, I guess you can say, is yeah, I admit to people that I want time to myself like I, I admit to them like like listen well I'll use dating for example because yeah. it's probably the biggest thing for me right now but I'll tell people like listen I'm not ready to date I don't want to date we can be friends we can smoke but like I'm not trying to date and the first thing they do is they take me out you know people are like oh we're gonna just hang out and it's a date it ends up, like, we end up hanging out and it's a fucking date. Like, yeah. they, they want to sit there. They want to get to know you. They give you googly eyes and all this bullshit. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I'm not ready for this. Like, yeah. So, I feel like, in a sense, even when you're, even when you are honest with yourself. Yeah. People don't want to accept your honesty because your honesty doesn't fit in with their agenda. It doesn't. That yeah. shit pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> It pisses like, me off because I'm like. But you're attractive females, so like. So what? But like, you're also. It's not. It doesn't give them a right. Yeah. I'm not giving them a right. I'm saying, 
when you're attract even attractive male, it doesn't matter what you are. If you're attractive, people are gonna fall in love with you yeah. pretty quick. And if you have an awesome personality, they're gonna fall in love with you, you know? So you almost have to like take your space. Like I I'm actually not going to do but any is, of these things. Is it a masculine energy or is to it what? toxic masculine? To do what? To like like if I tell you that um like if I tell you that I don't want to deal with you and you're just like selfish enough to just be like, I'm just going to wait around. I don't think that's okay. No, but you know, what's funny about bringing this topic up. So apparently the, okay. So we talked about toxic masculine and feminine. We don't really get into feminine that much, but (laughs) there's, there's a spectrum. So apparently there's also a spectrum with empathy and narcissism. The reason why I'm going to bring this up is because narcissism is all when you have all the masculine traits and you have no feminine like you're full blown that's what they call toxic masculinity right yeah. you're alpha male and everyone's got to listen to me and no one's opinion matters but mine that's full blown narcissism and then oh you have this God, spectrum where they're going to be here tonight <laughs> and then you have the spectrum where you're empathetic yeah. right so empathy is where you accept a lot you're forgiving you're remorseful like you're so like people pleasing yeah. and this one over here you're like you want everyone to do everything for you yeah we gotta but we gotta like in relationships kind of have a balance yeah but when you're working on yourself that's your time to be you and thrive and have your boundaries so you're probably going to be more on the masculine side because right. you that's the this is your era right this yeah. is your healing era yeah this is your you know so there are times when you're going to be more masculine or more feminine depending on what you're in if you know i gotta heal that's a you. That's selfish yes. because you need to be you for you first. How can you love someone appropriately if you don't really know if you love yourself? Dump him. Yeah. So <laughs> you have to take that moment and be like, yep, I'll even admit I'm being selfish. I'm taking this time for me. I'm in my healing era. It's going to be a lot of, a lot of, I'm going to put up a lot of walls for people because yeah. I need to feel good for me first. Because if they're rushing you, actually, I feel like I had a friend that went through this recently. She was in her healing era. She was doing awesome. She's doing great. It takes time and energy. It takes a lot of effort to make yourself be alone. Yes, bro. It takes effort to be alone. It takes pain. It feels isolating. You know, because I, I went through a separation. I felt like I felt all those feelings that you would go through a breakup. Um, so I, I can relate. But you have and, and to be able to stay with that like yeah. sit with those emotions sit with the fact that you feel lonely sit with the fact that you kind of feel rejected because no one's dating you right oh, now but you know you got to sit with it yeah and, and it's, it will it will haunt you and all that but if you sit with it that's where the healing occurs they say like their most healing occurs through kind of the pain and this in that whole era Just processing the pain. processing the pain i'm like processing the pain has been very extremely beneficial to me just processing like like, I really felt that way, but I, I kind of appreciate the fact that I'm human. I, yeah. I, I kind of think of it that way. Like, damn, to. that shit hurt. That was embarrassing. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm glad that I feel human because, like, they're, like, yeah, and it's like good. I, was, I was heartbroken. Yeah. And, and I get out of a relationship, and as soon as people find out I'm single, they're the first thing they want to do. Not, you're yeah, not, you don't, you're not owned by anyone. Just because they see you or know you doesn't mean they own you. That's your Tell life. Tell them that. Yeah, you like, gotta, you gotta, talk you gotta about put up your toxic walls. masculinity, bro. Is like all of us. Just because I'm single means I'm ready to date. That's no, a no. B. Because I'm ready to date, it has to be them, and they are the ones that are gonna fucking fix me. I'm like, no. how can you fix me if another person was the fucking problem? Yeah, exactly. I gotta fix me. Yeah. It's so true. Like, I got to get through. Like, the person who fucked me up 
isn't helping me heal. No. So I gotta heal me by myself. You yeah. know how fucking hard that is? It's, it's fucking it's hard. hard. But the fact that you came to this realization is huge because what's happening is if someone tries to rescue you, you will that cycle repeat because instead of oh, you instead yeah. of you having a moment to be like, I'm no one's gonna influence my decisions, where I go, what I do, what I wear. You yes. know, I'm influencing that. When you are with that, that's your true self. Yeah. That's all those decisions are your true self. As soon as you start dating and, and being in a relationship, everything gets influenced. Every, yeah. You can't even separate it. You can try and pretend like you're your own damn person. It's, but when you're in a relationship, people influence you. They influence what they eat, where you go, what you talk about. Just try and try yeah. and try and argue with me on this. It's yeah. not it's not going to happen. So the, the healing of finding out who you truly are is in that moment. The moment yeah. where you truly are not seeing anyone. You don't let them take you out. You're not having a friendship. Like, you might not even be talking to them. You might not even be texting a single person. Like, oh you, are, you are with yourself. I could, it's so hard. I could go on a date with a guy today. I could go on a date with a fucking dude today sure and be like, here. Here's my phone. Yeah. It's dry as fuck. People, people fucking sit here and think that I'm a fucking slut. That's great. I don't give a shit. But my phone is beyond dry because I'm genuinely trying to heal. That's good. And the fucking people that like irritate my soul really be the ones that are like, I can help you. I can heal you. You just but haven't had the right guy. And I'm like, every single man is the right but, but guy. But you know why they're doing that? Anyone that's... Because they're trying to fucking convince me to suck on their dick, bro. Oh, it's a fucking... You're selfish piece of fucking shit dick that you guys think is so fucking magical to all these fucking women is not yeah. your dick i could find somewhere else bro you make and me, one just as weak as yours you make me like what is that like there's a song there's actually a dick song it's like my dick <laughs> we no, gotta pull it up no, there's no. a dick song and you there's just make, there was a dick yeah. song and you just reminded me of your it your dick it ain't shit yeah, that's kind of how it goes. I know, because I'm like... I but you know what's happening there? If someone's trying to rescue... I'm sure there's plenty of men that w would want you to suck their dicks, oh. but there's men that didn't necessarily want you to... Um, they don't they want to force you to rescue you. They rescue. Hey, what's up, my guys? How are you? Who are you? Who are you? What's up? I'm Elliot Hitchcock. <laughs> I'm Lana Hugecock. I'm sorry. Hi guys, bye guys. So but that was a funny part to walk in on. Like, <laughs> my dick. Okay. Um, but what back to your point is men don't just because they find you attractive or would sleep with you doesn't mean they need to have that energy. A man yeah. that is trying to rescue you, he has a part of him that's wounded that needs to feel needed, needed. now. Now, if you really if you really wait for me to heal, if you if he cares about you actually, he's gonna want you to be healed because mm. that's gonna be better for him if he does start to date you one day. And if you're toxic and he, he needs you to rely on him, like be codependent, like yeah. I need you to I need you to tell me how to live and how to feel and how to be good and how to feel loved. That's his need to wanna be like have you addicted to him. Like it's not it's not a healthy relationship. It's not it's toxic as fuck. Oh, the idea is making me sick. But that means that person is like insecure. Like mm -hmm. if he can't wait for your journey, then he needs to go date someone else. Like yeah. why why are you rushing me to be who my authentic self? Why are you rushing me on my time frame? And you know, you know, you know what else? Oh, you know what else? What? When they trick you into that bitch. What do you mean, trick? When, when, when I'm like having casual conversation. Yeah. And it's like, um, um, casual conversation. I'm talking about how I'm fucking hungry. I'm hungry and I love sushi. Oh, let's go have sushi. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, have you ever it, tried to just not be hot? 
and like look like garbage. Have you? Oh, well, you didn't see when I like. Yes, I mean they probably can. They probably can see past bitch. that. I come in here and I dress like like the way I dress on a normal day. I have no makeup on. My hair's always they done. They clearly don't care, guys. They don't care. guys don't give a fuck. They bro. actually like when you're scrubbed out because it like it, they yeah, know, they know that you don't have like you're not like a filtered bitch that's just like you know I think it's just like like you're less intimidating when you look like shit and on top of that they get to see what you like really look like yeah. when you wake up which I get it but I don't know it's just, it, it, I'm like I have I haven't is okay this is this is the fucked up part of my tell mental me, health okay? tell me tell me more I have an issue with men right I have an issue trusting men yeah I have an issue trusting men, so I, you know, when I, I, I tend to talk about it because I'm vocal. Yeah. So, like, some of the guys even around here, like, I'm like, it's not that I don't, it's not that I hate all men, but men do shit that makes me mad, and it pisses me off, and it makes me feel insecure, and it makes me feel, like, less Do you know where than... that comes from? Is there, was... Yes. What relationship fucked you up? Stripping. Stripping? Oh, okay. Stripping. That makes sense. Yeah, stripping. Yeah. Like being touched. I hate being touched. Oh wow. Yeah, and, and it's affection. Like yeah. how do you be in a relationship and you don't <laughs> want people to touch you? <laughs> like oh, man. and and but well damn, what was Because you built there? a negative association with touch. If you had yeah. strange men touching you, yeah. now you, it's your body will feel touch and associate it with that moment. With, with yeah. It can literally be like a tr almost a sexual trauma. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Totally. Because I'm like, there's there's, there's the way the man touched me before I got graped. Yeah. As they say on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there is a way a man touched Mind you, that's usually how the men touch you before you have sex. Yeah. They grab your ass. Like, they yeah, just, yeah, yeah, of course. They grab you. They hug you. They look at you and rub on the fucking... They grab your ass. And I, I'm like... Maybe I'll hit on this real quick because mm -hmm. I'm... Ex I guess today's the day of exposing myself to everything. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, to your point of the touching, so I, I mean, I would call the OF stuff I do digital, digital stripping because I'm taking clothes off and yeah. I'm doing it for entertainment purposes, whatever. Um, I've noticed the more I do this work, I, I so me and my husband have this rule. <laughs> he takes a lot of my content. He takes my videos, whatever, but he can't touch me when we're doing this. Mm. I'm very upset about that. Mm. I feel like if I'm being touched, that I'm being like, it feels, it feels like objectified. Okay. I don't like it. I won't even, I won't let him touch me before, during, or like no. maybe after, mm -hmm. but like I, if I'm working, it's work to me, it's work. I'm performing. I'm, I'm putting on a show. I'm entertaining and I don't need to feel objectified. I don't need to feel like I'm his whatever. Yeah. And he's my husband. Right. And so we've had our arguments about this because I'm just like, I'm not doing it for the purpose you think I'm doing it. This isn't porn, bro. This is like me. You're like, I'm really not enjoying no, this. No, <laughs> I, no, I really do it for, for entertainment purposes, but I don't need to be touched. I would not do this and let anyone touch me like this, mm -hmm. you know? So it's very interesting. that I think there is a thing about that. And it, those were strangers for you. So yeah. how, I can only imagine how much more damage that could do. But there is something about that, that a woman needs to feel when she wants to be touched and she's into the mood and that's her goal, then that's good. That's yeah. why that's why like consent, it does matter. Not that you're sitting there like signing a consent form, but <laughs> you can tell when a woman's like, okay, I'm into it. The facial expression, the body yeah. language, the, you I'm know. Like, it, the, like a woman would tell you that she wants you without telling you. And it's 
Like, yes, that's the The advances. She's advancing on you. Like, you can feel the energy. Like, yeah. Like, if a woman wants you, she's gonna, she's gonna pursue you without pursuing you. That's the thing is, there's... There's a chase and a catch. Like, you think, like, men think that they're chasing us, and it's like, no, puppy, like, we know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. Like, if I wanted you to, like, mind you, if you're chasing me and I like you, it's considered a chase and it's cute. Yeah. It's considered flirting. Yeah. If I don't like you and you're chasing me. <laughs> that's called stalking. That's called stalking. Now you're a pervert. Now you're creepy. Yeah. Everybody knows this part. Yeah, if, yeah. If I want you, it's cute. If I don't want you, you're creepy. Well, that's why we should have learned body language all growing up. And Men don't fucking know body language. Because I'm like, I'm like, if if you sit next, like, my, Maybe you know what just I hate? Maybe stubborn. When you sit next to me, if a man sits next to me for some reason, like, I sit like this and I'm sitting next to a man and they go like that. The first thing they do is they have their fucking legs all open and their knees are touching my knees. And I'm like, listen, if I like you, I'm going to lean into your fucking knee. I'm going to lean in. Yeah. I'm going to rub my fucking whole calf on your pant leg. Uh-huh. I'm going to want you. Yeah. If you sit next to me and your knee touches me in the slightest and, and, and I go like this, like if I just That's, move over, like if uh, you see me kind of squirm yeah. even a fucking inch. Right, right. Three it's, centimeters, it's so bitch. It's like the ick. Don't touch me. Yeah. Like if you if you're ch- and then the thing is if I'm if I keep going like this, and you keep getting closer and I keep going like this, you get close. Are you saying catch that- the fucking hint? Wait, are you saying guys don't catch the hint? Are you all kidding the time, me, girl? When I back when I was dating, I had I, this issue. I could literally tell a man. Hey, don't touch me. Like, like literally put their hand on my thigh. Yeah. And I'm like, don't do that. You and politely, wow, right? Wow. And these guys will still Ew. one more time just hit you with the oh, I'm sorry, that. baby. I'm sorry, baby girl. I was just Ew. Why would you do it one more time? Okay. Just I'm gonna, to a- t- I'm gonna ask you this because back I haven't dated other men in a really long time. Oh. I can think about when I did, but when I dated them, I got when I got the ick. On a man, I was done. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's two minutes that we've been talking. I don't care if I, I didn't even get my coffee that we said we're gonna get. I, you're gross. I get it. I think women know very soon if they're if they're gonna be attracted or not. You know, like if there there's chemistry, if there's attraction. Mm-hmm. I knew right away, and I always felt this need. And I don't think I would do it now if I ever had a date again. That. I had to keep going with the date. Like, okay, he invited me. We're here. Maybe he bought dinner. Maybe he bought the coffee. Whatever. I now as a woman, I think I'm way different at 38 than I was at 24. But then I was like, oh, my God, I need to be like polite and -hmm. respectful. And like, you know, he can he can keep talking. Maybe he can tell his story. I'm telling you, bro, if she's not looking at you and with bated breath, she's not interested in any of your stories. (laughs) You are boring as fuck. She's trying to leave. If she looks down at her phone while you're telling a story, bro, just leave. Just cancel it. She can buy her own coffee. Oh my god! It's just but I'm you like you want I'm, the girl to be like this. No, but like yeah, if she's looking at you and not her phone, or even she asks a follow up question. If the girl does not ask a follow up question, stop talking. Facts. Facts. It's not. She's not interested. But like it's just so or, funny. Or when she hits no, but you it's with- funny because I'm over here like texting my friends like, hey, do you kind of want to keep me? I'm gonna make an excuse. Why don't you come pick me up? This and this and that. And they'll just keep going. Oh, you want to go on another date? Do you want to go somewhere else? I'm like. Does it look like I want to go? I'm I'm texting my yeah. friend to pick me up. How are you not like what part of this? <laughs> and see, but here here's the thing though. 
Because a lot of men in the comments, I know they're going to fucking hit you with the, well, why don't you be honest with him? Instead of confusing us. This was of, me at 24, first of all. No, I, let I me just a, say, I don't know if I agree with my 24-year-old behavior. I think there's a boundary of like, okay, I want to be respectful. This person genuinely asked me out. Fuck respect. But I'm going to tell you now really quickly that I'm not interested. Like, I'm going to let you know. If the body language wasn't enough for you, like me like kind of looking down, checking my phone, checking my watch, not not follow-up questions, you didn't pick up on all of that energy, yeah. then I'm going to be like, oh, you know what, thank you. Like, you know, I, got, I think I got to get going. I forgot that I had these things to do. That's probably what I'm going to say. I'm not going to straight up say, you were a boring motherfucker and I wasted my time. I <laughs> Why would. would I say that? That's so rude. That's so mean. So that's true. You yeah. would say it? Uh, yeah. Damn, girl, you harsh. Why would I lie No, but you? I would just be like, I I'm remember. Like, listen, if you're boring and you need to like construct your dating ways, I'm going to let you know. Like, here, here's what you did wrong. I, I, you, I might say that, but a very, no, but a little more toned down. Like I might be like, here, do you really want? Do you really want to hear what I have to, to say? Like, when it comes to women going out on a date and not telling the man the truth, because this is what I was getting my point. Okay. When women go out on a date, a man's gonna be like, well, why didn't you tell me the truth about like not wanting me? And I'm like, listen, you don't understand that our safety from you pieces of shit is a fucking issue. It's an actual fucking problem. If I tell a man like, hey, listen, like I'm not interested. I really don't want to go out on a second date with you. But you, okay, back to your point. If a guy asks you, why didn't you tell me if you didn't like me? That's a feminine energy. That's yeah. like, oh my God, I'm complaining and I can't pick up on clue, social clues. It's not my job to spell that out for you. If you don't understand body language, you don't know social cues. You've But you, men are simple-minded. It kind of is our responsibility. Well, we could say no. I, I could say... I could say I'm not interested, but mm -hmm. I don't have to tell you, by the way, your story was boring. I have no physical attraction. Like, I'm not going to list out all the terrible things. If a guy genuinely says, you know what? Thank you for your feedback. I'm actually trying to get better at dating. Like, can you, as a friend, can you tell me why I could do better? If he's coming at me with that kind of energy, like inquisitive and like not trying to start a fight, genuinely wants some information, I'll share it. Absolutely. Why would I not want to help someone out that's yeah. being honest and, and vulnerable? I think vulnerability is a very masculine energy to be like okay there's something to work on here let me let me find out i think that's awesome i would never insult a man or turn him down for that but i don't need him to be like well why aren't you telling me why you don't like me like that complainy like energy is just i can like hear like a woman coming out of a woman's voice i would just be like did you turn into a woman right now? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You know when they change the voice on like a documentary to make it sound like a, the woman sounds like a man? It's like changing the voice on documentary to be like, oh, why didn't you say you like me? I was like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I got to go. I got to go. I Listen, when I feel like men and women are extremely fucking different, extremely different in a sense of, Women expect men to be mind readers, kind of like we proved her just now. And men are very extremely simple-minded. They're not going to fucking get it. They're not going to pick up on clues. They just don't. You don't think they ever will? No. I mean, okay, I will say you have to over-communicate because they do need direct communication. But, like, if I don't go on a second date, that's clue, number one, that we're not seeing each other anymore. Hang on. But anyways. The same person who's fucking calling me. Oh. I'm like, bro, like, obviously, if I'm not fucking, see, see, see? Why are you triggered? Men. men. Wait. You God, fucking so pieces of shit men. You're so triggered. I'm like, bro, body language, see? Hear, yeah, hear me yeah, out. Yeah. Body language. I'm like, bro, if I'm not answering the fucking phone, mm -hmm. if I didn't answer the first Wait. two times. He's he's calling you in the middle of. I'm at work. Yeah. He knows I'm at work. Oh, God. You're calling me three fucking times. I'm in the middle of a podcast. 
Who is this? You don't My friend. Have, you don't even have a boyfriend. Is no, it your fuck ex? a boyfriend, bro. No, fuck a boyfriend. no, God, bro. Please, the fucking the the word alone gives me a headache. Like Ugh. it makes the word boyfriend makes me ick because I just I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. You're in your healing era, girl. I'll go with that. Go with that flow. It's yeah. so good. It'll be awesome. Right now. And you know what's funny? The lack of a man has made my podcast grow so much. Yeah. My finances are getting there. They're Ooh. not the best, yeah. but like my finances are getting there. As soon as soon as I just like let go of dick and sex. <laughs> You're good. Career's You're flying good. high. Soon as, as soon as I have dick and sex and a fucking boyfriend, all of a sudden I'm like. Because you get emo as a woman. You get emo. Emo? Maybe. Yeah, I think you don't think sex makes me you emo. I do. I get hella emo. But as soon as I don't pay attention to sex, I a relationship I, makes me emo. Yeah, relationships but I mean, put me sex. in my biggest insecurities. But that's that starts with sex first, right? You're not just gonna like jump in a relationship without sex. No. Uh, do you? Without sex? Yeah. Kind of. Well, you do. You start with that first. No, I've just like I've tried dating people. Like, well, it's, well, no, not the relationship. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're sex right. Sex first. Yeah. And then sex you're like, okay, first. I can keep you around. And then I'm like, yeah, you're right. Because I'm like, I'll have sex with somebody before. I'm like, okay, we can be official, official. But I don't, like, uh, no. Because I think what happens is people try to use a relationship to complete themselves. So, like, when you don't feel whole yourself, like, you don't feel like you're enough. Yeah. It could be whatever. It could be the weirdest thoughts. Like, I'm not successful enough. I'm not pretty. I'm not funny. I'm not... I'm not whatever enough, like these deep core feelings, then you look for that other person to complete you, right? So they're going to tell you you're beautiful. They're going to tell you you're whatever. They're going to fill your time because they're showing you that you're really important. I want to spend time with you. But if you don't feel important first, you'd be surprised. You can fall in love with yourself, like mm -hmm. for real. Like on your healing journey, you could be like, I'm hella funny. I'm hella interesting. I love time with myself, whatever that is. Like maybe it's a hobby you like doing. Maybe it's like, I don't know, for me, I like to work out and get in shape. I'm only in my best shape when I'm in the worst part of my relationship. <laughs> yeah, like, I look stripped when I'm on a good one because I'm not, when you start getting in a relationship, this happens to everyone, they get comfortable, right? Yeah. You settle because everything's going good. You don't really feel like you have to look as ripped or lean or whatever. You're eating a lot more because you're going on more dates. You're hanging out more. You're actually yeah. not even going on dates. You're just hanging out, eating at the house. So everybody gains weight. Everybody lets themselves go. It kind of happens, which it's fine if that's good for you, but... I, I feel like typically people no. people are the, their best self by themselves. Yeah. And then and then once you get there, where whatever that means to you, it doesn't have to be fit. It could be just like intellectually smarter or having more hobbies or whatever it is for you. Then once you get to that energy of what you feel like is your most authentic best self, then you attract someone in. Yeah. But if you're if you're attracting someone immediately in when you feel like kind of like your not best self, mm -hmm. you're gonna attract your not best partner. Like because that person they fixed you. They rescued. They 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 made you whole. And it's like, ew, no, you don't make me whole. That's I'm whole, and you're whole, separate. That's and, my biggest thing is yeah. men men who want to be responsible for your healing. That's a them what, issue. What, That's like, but what is that? It's like insecurity. They want to is that feel, that needing feeling again? They like, want to feel needed. They want to feel important. They want to feel. Chase, they also Chase. want. For real, what the fuck is it with men feeling needed? Why do you all need to be needed? I don't. I don't know that it's so much like a want to be uh, needed, but more of like a want to be desired. And desired I think they confuse. Well, I think they confuse desire and need. Think so? Yeah. Sometimes, maybe. Because that like, can make them would feel. Would it? Would it make somebody like? I, oh, okay, maybe. I'm like, would it make 
someone feel desired if I'm like, oh, my God, you rescued me and made my mental health great? I, again, I think it's just like a, a confusion of the two things, right? Yeah. So, like, uh, I mean, so take, like, we know that these two are, these are two different things. But then, like, take, like, a regular dude with low EQ and then, like, uh, uh, they're the same thing to him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what I think what he's saying is, like, people or guys can want to like rescue but if 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 he's the only reason you're he, you're healing or you're fixing yourself like he's probably not going to want that yeah. he has a true masculine energy unless he's insecure where he feels like you you only are good with him and only he can show you the way only he can you need all of his opinions for everything if it's all him that wasn't you healing that was you being codependent with somebody some people love that shit some yeah. people love codependency because it gives them ego control, control ego now you're coming to them, what should I wear? How should I act? Who should I be with? How should I spend my time? Like some people, egomaniacs love that shit. But I think there's a boundary where certain guys are not egomaniacs at all. They're actually trying to provide something healthy. Mm. Like, oh, you you know, you need some direction? Okay, this, I think this could be good for you. You know, I think this hobby could be good for you. Maybe this therapy, maybe this book, like maybe whatever. If he's trying to help you, but not be like be your everything, he's just saying, oh, I'm guiding you. I'm maybe I'm letting you know some of the information I know. I'm letting you know something could boost your confidence. Um, you know, like that is him building you up without controlling you. Yeah. I think there's, there's a boundary between control and building up where he doesn't have to take all the credit. He could be like, yeah, you, you know how to do, do this. That. You know how to do this. You like, read the book. I just told yeah, you. Yeah, you read was. the book. You went to the therapy. You know how yeah. to, you got this, babe. Like <laughs> give, giving you your confidence and your ability to heal. But like maybe he's guiding you there, but yeah. he's not taking all the credit. If he's like, I'm the only reason you are not, you haven't got all this money, or I'm all, am I? That's a controlling energy. That's an ego energy. But if he's like, babe, you know, like I'll help you get there. You want me to float you while you're going through school? I'll float you while you go through school. You know, like I got you. That's help without control. Yeah. I think that some guys get that very confused. I don't, yeah. Uh. Not all. There's plenty of guys that yeah, don't. Yeah, not all. I just, I've, I've noticed that, like, yeah, I, but, I agree. But there, we live in a society where some men use whatever it is, power, influence, money, yeah. to control women, and they get off on that, and they have, like, a high over it. And some of the women actually love when the men control them. Like they, they like that financial security. It's and it's good for them. I on the other hand, I'm very no thank you. I don't even <laughs> no, thank, no you. thank you. Like if I, even if I went back <laughs> on the market, I would not let a man control me with money. Nothing. I don't care how much money you have. I'm I'm my own person. I have my. I'm gonna figure out how to make my own money. Even if you have a lot of money, yeah. <laughs> like I just. My yeah. thing is like money doesn't impress me. Like that's well, yeah. the thing is I'm like guys want to guys want to have all this control because they have money and I'm like where do you think that I'm just gonna like let you control me because of money? Yeah, like but you also figured out how to make money yourself, so that's not like super oh yeah, and I'm impressive. and I can always get myself out of any situation that I've ever been in, and I see some men that I'm like you can't even get yourself out of the situation that you're in, and you make a lot of money. Yeah, you make a lot of money, but I'm like God forbid I. Like I am, I am a past sugar baby kind of deal. I don't do it anymore. Oh, but you I'm don't like, do it anymore. Nah, fuck that, bro. Oh my god, it's the worst life ever. Really? Why? Sugar baby. Yeah. Talk about do control. You feel, do you? Because it's controlling, oh and I feel like it. God. It can get. To me, as an outsider, I think the money can get addictive, and the lifestyle can get addictive. But mm -mm. then, but then you miss this huge gap of emotional connection. 
all, all the elements that make intimacy in a relationship. Yeah. It feels like a transaction. It feels like exchange. I'm going to provide you with a cute I, environment. I, I don't liked know. the actual person. Like yeah. every person that I was like a sugar baby to, I genuinely liked. Not okay. not good. not like sexually, but like I wanted to be around them and I cared about them. Like I would have took a bullet for them. Okay. I loved them in that sense. What I hated was the fact that like he has the money. So because he has the money, I'm like, hey, I wanna go I wanna go to Bally's to that one restaurant in Bally's, like or now it's called Sh- horseshoe or whatever. But I wanna go to that restaurant at Bally's because they have like this potato thing that I fucking love. And they're like, Nah, I'm paying for it. I don't wanna go. Oh wow. And so there's like complete control. There's complete control. Or I hate when they like wanna take me on a shopping spree. And the shopping spree is literally of just shit that they want to see me in. And I've had this a few times. Like, I just, I've just had the worst fucking case of sugar daddies because it's like, it's like, um, I'm going to take you, I'm going to take you on a spree. So you didn't have to sleep with these guys? Some of them I did. Okay. Like, there's like two, there's two of them that their dicks didn't work, so they just liked my company. Those are the best. Well, if they don't work, then you don't have to do work. Oh, my God, ladies, if you could get a sugar daddy where his, his dick doesn't work, Best but doesn't that lifestyle kind of trap you there? Because then how are you going to get a real relationship? You got to hide the sugar daddy stuff. Then if your man can't make any money, can't provide you any of the same life, it's going to get confusing. Like I know for myself, that's why if I ever had a chance to go down that route, I was like, I absolutely not. I have addictive mm-hmm. personality. If you provide me with a good lifestyle, now all of a sudden I'm going to make every man measure up to that. Mm-hmm. Why? If he measured up, he would have been my man. So clearly – it's not it for me, you know? So I don't know. I've seen some of my friends try that and it, I've, I haven't seen a single success story in my friend, in my friends. No, when, when I was, when I, when I was living the sugar daddy lifestyle, sugar baby lifestyle, I wasn't in a relationship. Yeah. So it's more just like, it was just them. Convenient and and friendship. Well, stripping in general, you can't be in a relationship while you're a stripper. Like, (laughs) Like you just can't. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how people do it and yeah. still get respect from their man. It's, yeah. it's always the the ego issue of like, I want you to stop stripping because I don't want you to touch another man. And I'm like, well, are you paying my fucking bills, bitch? No. So then don't talk. You can't sit there and tell me what to do with yeah. my money. Yeah. I can't. Like you don't you, you don't pay for my bill. And then even if they do, I'm like, I'm not gonna let you pay for my bills. Yeah. I wouldn't even let my, like, none of my sugar daddies have ever paid my bills. Wow, ever. good. All they did was give me the chunk of change. Yeah. And I paid my bills. Okay. Nothing's under their name. You didn't buy me a car. You didn't buy, nothing. You wow. cannot take shit from me. Yeah. You give me the money, mm-hmm. and I will pay my, I will distribute everything yeah, that smart. I need. That's yeah, because that, that's why I didn't like the shopping sprees bullshit. Really? Shopping sprees. Oh, God. Like, no, I can't bitch, have a just man. Just give me like, the money that you were going to spend on me. I would have never survived Sugar Baby Life. No, I, it's I'm not so fun. stubborn. You, If you try to even tell me to wear something, I will wear the opposite. Just because you said to wear it. I like, but, hate but that shit. But what if he's giving you two racks for it? Dude, I'm sure I would be very convinced. So you, you think of it. That's yeah. But then uh, there, I feel like over time I would build resentment. Like, for a little while, be fun. Oh, yeah, I'm shopping. I'm having all these things. But then once I feel like you're at the root of all this, you control me. Like, you control how much I get, what I, you know, kind of what I wear, kind mm-hmm. of this and that, and I can't have it without you. I'd build resentment. I know yeah. I would. So then I wouldn't last very long. I'd yeah. probably start lots of fights, be super toxic. <laughs> As we are. Yeah. So. <laughs> this is why I'm single. So, AKY never went that route. <gasps> <gasps>
yeah, girl, you're lucky to be married, but go wow. shit, you're also, I'm like, I'm like, damn, how you doing it, girl, girl? Marriage, oh my god. Everything's hard. Relationships hard. Long term relationships. Marriage Being is hard. Being single is hard. Yeah, yeah. Everything's everything. hard. It's just like different types of hard, and 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 really lo looking into how you can make yourself happy because you can create your own happiness. You can create your own misery. You know, and, and in whatever situation, there's plenty of people are single that are happy as fuck. Plenty of people are married that are happy. There's also miserable people married, and there's miserable people single. It's yeah. not like a one stop shop. It's, it's just not. like how are you? managing all of this how are you managing your emotions how you manage your healing journey how are you building yourself up you know all that stuff matters in or out of relationship really so yeah i love I that that's cool. i love that we fucking hate men i'm just playing nah. <laughs> i don't hate men i'm just scared i think of you. there's some toxica and there's you know you gotta, you gotta kind of work on the toxica stuff that's going on that we all kind of have. We gotta work on it and just be open to looking under the hood. You know what I'm saying? Look at us. Look under the hood. Yeah. That man eat a pussy, guys. <laughs> you can, you can convert it that way for sure. Anyways, thanks for coming on the show, Lana. This Thank is super you, fun. We always have a lot of fun things to chat about. We and... do. This is a good podcast. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time.